murderers decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Welcome to Decoding the Crime Verse. I am Nalzi Lee. And I am Danny. And today, so I have to tell you where I got the inspiration for the show. It was a movie. <laughs> the last time we did Peaky Blinders, I was, no! I was not excited. You, but you chose Peaky Blinders as a topic, so don't even come You here. put it in my head as a topic. Yeah, it's not my fault they dramatized the show. Over dramatized the show. Anyway, so I watched a movie that the movie show did a show on yeah called now see how they run yeah and this show is based it's a murder mystery based on a play but the play is based on a real case so hence we're doing the real case yeah because <laughs> if we did plays it would be weird <laughs> so the play is called the mousetrap hence the title and i'm very excited because i'm gonna go see it in london in a couple of weeks which i'm over the moon because guess who wrote it I get that mystery. Yes! <laughs> like, who else would I guess with murder mysteries? So, so I'm so she's excited. Like the only, she's the only person that I would... Wait, did she die? She was the one we did the disappearance. Oh, she disappeared. She's okay. dead now, but yes. Yeah. So today we're going to dive into the case which inspired the famed theatre play The Mousetrap. We are going to get into the case of Dennis O'Neill and his tragic murder. Dun, dun, dun. So, it's actually quite a sad story. Yeah. In the early months of 1945, as the war raged on and the Allies closed in on Hitler, newspapers were full of headlines about victories and struggles on the front line and at, and at home. But there was one story that took everyone's minds of the devastating stories of the war, and it was a story almost too painful to read. And it sent shockwaves through the nation. On January 9th, 1945, youngster Dennis O'Neill was found dead in his foster home where he was living with his younger brother, Terence. His foster mother, Esther, had phoned the local doctor at 1pm and told him that Dennis was having a fit. When the doctor arrived at 3.30pm, he found that Dennis was dead and in an appalling physical condition. Yeah. A post-mortem revealed that he had suffered cardiac arrest as a result of heavy blows to the chest. He had also been beaten severely on his back. His feet were covered with septic ulcers and he was severely malnourished. He was only two days shy of his 13th birthday. Shame. On February 30s, foster parents Reginald and Esther Go were arrested. Reginald was 31 and was charged with manslaughter and 29-year-old Esther was charged with ill-treatment, neglect and exposure, likely to cause suffering. Yeah. Esther was eventually also charged with manslaughter along with her husband. Ten days later, the Goes were brought for criminal proceedings at the Magistrates Court and this is where Dennis's sad story started to unfold before a packed courtroom the story it was actually said that so people were in tears by the end of the court session this is what i don't like about danielle insulin's topics what do you mean she brings topics that either are gruesome <laughs> or they're very sad it like it is sad it breaks my heart 
Why are we doing it on the show? Because I was intrigued by the mousetrap. I can't. Don't come at me. <laughs> you and your conspiracies. They entertaining and they're not conspiracies. They're the truth. Mm -hmm. I believe them. Okay. <laughs> As Dennis's story was told, it became clear that he and his brother had been victims of neglect, bullying, and sadistic punishments at the hands of their foster parents, particularly from Reginald. So, Dennis was born in Newport, Montmartre, because the English must have these long names. Yeah. And his two younger brothers had been removed from their parents' care in 1939 and been put into foster homes. Weren't they being bombed at that time? It's 1945. Like... 1939 is when the war started. Is, didn't it end in 1945? Mm. So there was... Yeah, it was still around that time. Yeah. So in May 1944, Dennis and Terence, age nine, and Frederick, seven, were put into the care of the Newport Borough County Council, who found them new foster homes. Some five weeks later in July, Dennis and Terence went to live with the Goes at the Bank Farm, a remote 969-acre holding in Hope Valley, Shorefshire. Yeah, that that one. <laughs> While their younger brother, Freddie, went to live at another house nearby. So, I mean, shame. They're already being separated. Yeah. They were paid, listen, nearly two pounds per week. <laughs> That's why I hate it when people foster people for, for the money. To look after the boys. The Goes pledged to uphold the Children and Young Persons Act, which was a promise to bring him up as one of their own children and to provide him with proper food, washing and lodging. Wait, two pounds a week? This is 1944. Okay. As the trial went on, it was revealed that the couple fell cruelly short of their promise. The most crucial witness to the prosecution was his younger brother, Terence. Sometimes barely audible and often close to tears, Terence talked about his life at the farm. He spoke about the terrible hunger, how he and Dennis were often given just three slices of bread and butter to eat all day, <gasps> and they actually would risk a beating by sneaking into the pantry to steal food. Dennis was sometimes so hungry that he would suck on the milk from the cow. You know what? Next year is a new year. <laughs> and next year should come with new rules. <laughs> no. With regards to topic thinking. Shame, his body weighed 25 kilos at, at age 13. 13. No, I don't like it. It's not even like they didn't have food. Because if they were sneaking into the pantry, it means that there was food. They just yeah. weren't feeding them. Terence's account of the physical punishment suffered by both boys was grim most days the boys were beaten with a stick often up to a hundred wax each terence recalled how dennis was locked in a dark cubby hole and dragged by his hair oh, at the no. hands of esther he also described how one night he was made to hold a lantern so that reginald could see to hit dennis with a stick he said i think it was a big stick because they had broken the thin one when they thrashed me Shortly before his death, Dennis had been tied to a bench naked and beaten by his foster father, first with a rope and then a stick until his legs were swollen as punishment for taking a bite out of a swede. I don't know what a swede is, but yeah. Probably something in their pantry that they were keeping from their children. Wait, I'll Google. Stupid people. Swede. I don't like And it's them. not a Swedish person. I thought it was sweet. 
It looks like a vegetable. Shame, he wasn't even eating anything unhealthy. Shame. And a bite, not even eating the whole thing. And they tie you to a bench. And it was probably oh, not even cooked. Yeah. Afterwards, he could barely stand and was given another severe beating. Also giving it evidence was Erlis Mary Edwards, a clerk from the Newport Education Committee. She found Dennis pale and withdrawn all long. Or long, although, <laughs> although neither boys spoke of out against the goes, and she recommended in her report the immediate removal from the farm. So she had seen them and been like, no, there's a problem, but mm. nothing happened. None of the authorities actually responded with urgency, and the report actually got put aside for an officer to deal with on his return from his annual leave on January the 10th, which was a day after Dennis died. Oh, no. So if they had dealt with it, Dennis probably would have lived. Yeah. On day three of the trial, the police sergeant, Mackerson, described the filthy state of the room where the boys slept on a mattress which was sometimes wet. On the second day, they heard from Reginald Go, who continued to claim that he was a good foster parent... Always kind to the boys and despite their naughty behavior, not strict with discipline. I'm so traumatized. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> he also claimed that the incident with the bench was a joke. He never really strapped Dennis to the bench. He said it was all for a good laugh. What does he mean he never really Re- Yeah, strapped? I don't even... Okay. Yeah. Reginald wasn't laughing on the third and most dramatic day of the trial. Under the steady gaze of her husband, Esther Ghost took the stand. She did not look at Reginald and told the court nervously how he had punched and beaten her too. (gasps) What the jury didn't know at this point was three years earlier, Reginald had been convicted for common assault against Esther and she'd left him but then returned. It's probably like Stockholm Syndrome. She confirmed Terence's story of her husband's brutality, describing how Dennis lost weight because Reginald would not allow him to eat with everyone else at the table, but would make him stand and watch them. Before the jury went b- away to consider their verdict, the judge told them they could not find Esther guilty of manslaughter as she was not strong enough to inflict such wounds. The jury did not believe Go. It took the 10 men and two women just 23 minutes to reach a verdict and Reginald was found guilty of manslaughter and Esther of neglect. The judge took into account Reginald's mistreatment of his wife before sentencing her to six months in prison. No, she was pulling him by the hair Exactly, my point. Reginald was initially sentenced to six years. This caused an outcry amongst the public who felt that it was far too lenient given the brutality of his actions. And eventually, an appeals court found him guilty of murder, extending his sentence to 10 years. The nation was... Not just shocked by the girl's action, but the failure of the local authorities to watch over the two young boys in their care. Yeah. It was inconceivable that Dennis and Terence should have been placed with a man who was not only a bully, but had a conviction for violence. Yeah. And that the welfare of the boys was not properly supervised or monitored. As a result of the O'Neill case, there was the Home Office inquiry that... And its findings led to important reforms in social care of children. At least some good came out of the sad tale. The young boy who had captured the nation's sympathy, as in Terence, is now 80 years old. And he's a great-grandfather who lives in Wales. He wrote a book, well, an autobiography called Someone to Love Us, which was published in 2010. And obviously, it's a heartbreaking 
just the title makes me want to cry. Like, I don't even have to start reading the book. Shame. And then it says that he was in hospital, obviously for... He was recovering in hospital and he didn't even know that Dennis was dead. Oh, yeah. no. From what? From beatings as well? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Danielle Inslin. He was finally told the reason why his big brother wouldn't come and visit him. Oh, Danielle Inslin. <laughs> okay, I don't like this show. I'm sorry to you guys. I'd like to offer an apology from decoding the crime verse to the people. We've done sad shows before. This one is on the lines of, remember the Lindenberg baby that was killed? And then we said it was the father. Yeah. And the Madeline McCann disappearance. Oh, yes. That was also sad. I just think it's horror. I mean, how on earth did someone with a previous violence conviction be allowed to foster children? Yeah. And I think it was even worse because, like, his wife had been abused. So she knows what it's like. And now instead of, like, protecting the boys, she's she's abusing them too. And, I mean, this isn't, like... I mean, to strap someone to a chair and beat them till they can't walk. It's not like you hitting the kid for being naughty. That's like full on. That's sadistic. It's abuse. There was something wrong with him. No, I mean, even the fact like, and obviously I think he was more, I don't know what it was, but he was clearly more, well, showed more hatred to Dennis because like he'd make Dennis watch them all eat or Dennis was the one being thrown into the cubby hole yeah. and Dennis was the one being beaten outside. So I definitely think Dennis is the one that he was like, I have a problem with you. Because I mean, I obviously beat Terrence as well, but... I think Terrence was extent. too small. Well, he would have been nine. Yeah, he was like, this one's bigger. I'm not going to kill him. Yeah. That's what he probably thought in his mind. I'm glad though, Shame, at least the one brother... Got out because there yeah, was a br- three. three at least the one, but that must have been that's nice. traumatizing. So imagine like getting the out. phone call your brother's dead and yeah. your other one's in hospital from beatings. I mean, that's traumatizing. Yeah, what's even more traumatizing is the brother that was with him. I am though, I am grateful for the fact that it did then get reforms, that action was taken. Because I do feel a lot of people just get into the social service for the money. Because you do get paid for the kids. But he lost his life. <laughs> I'm so sad. I, know, I get that. I don't know I what's get going that, on here. If we can say, like, it's a little bit of a silver lining to the story. Because at least now, this it might still happen, but it won't happen to the extent to the children that are now in foster care. Mm. That is insane. Like, how you do that as a human being to a kid is, like, so insane. I cannot even, like, I don't even know, like, what kind of human. He must have been abused to as a kid. I don't know. I just, there's clearly problems if he was beating his wife and then he was beating his child. He had anger issues. No, I, I honestly think the wife would have come back from Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, who else is going back to someone who's hitting and beating you? Mm. And I mean, it's not, and you can kind of tell she's not making it up for the fact that there was a conviction years before. Because mm. I mean, that can't be planned because mm. they, they would never have known they were going to foster. Especially at this time, they've just come out of war. They probably needed the money. 
they needed the money, but then she also probably thought, if I get kids, then he has another punching bag. Yeah. I won't be his punching bag, like, which, which is, is really crazy. sad. Because yeah, I'm. Although I'm, I'm also glad that they went from six years to ten years because six years was atrocious. That's I mean, it's murder. Yeah. And I, six months is a joke. Six years, not six months. She got oh, six, six months. Oh, she got six months. Yeah, That's she, a I, joke. she should have gotten more as well. Because at the end of the day, she did partake in it and she never reported it. Yeah, and she, she watched. She watched yeah. and she played silent majority, which makes her guilty by default. I'd have given her at least like six years. I think she, I think at the end of the day, she only did go for nine months, six months. I don't know. They must say anything about dead her. Now. Wait, let me Google her. She's pro- mostly, she'll be dead now. Yeah. How do you live with yourself for the rest of your life? That's not okay. Uh, Dennis O'Neill case. That is so evil. It's so evil. Shame. But what does this have to do with the mousetrap? I'll tell you now. Okay, because like, I'm like waiting for like the story that Agatha was writing or something. Um, it doesn't say... Mrs. Go gave evidence. They probably yeah, cut a deal as well because she was giving ex- mm, she evidence and a testimony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, That's she didn't sad. get more. Okay. So the mouse trap is a murder mystery played by Agatha Christie, as we said. It opened in London's West End in 1952 and has run continuously until 16th of March 2020 when it closed temporarily because of COVID-19. It then reopened on the 17th of May 2021 and it is the longest running West End show. It is by far the longest running play in the world with its 27th performance, 27,500th performance taking place on 18th of September 2018. It's a lot of performances. Yeah, that is. It's a lot of performances. <laughs> but so, the time you see them, they'll be exhausted. I'm joking. I'll give you a brief synopsis and then I'll tell you how it links. So as news spreads of a murder in London, a group of seven strangers find themselves snowed in in a remote countryside guest house. When the police sergeant arrives, the guests discover to their horror that the killer is in their midst. One by one, the suspicious characters reveal their sorbid past, which one is a murderer? Who will the next victim be? Can you solve the world-famous mystery for yourself? So, in the play, what happens is it turns out the murderer is like this psychomaniac. Yeah. And the psychomaniac is Terence. It, 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 what happens is it also it went on to also further highlight the problems with the social service. Yeah. But it then told the story that Terence didn't settle down and get married. He went mad. That's how um, she brought that in. So the, the the whole reason that Terence then was going on his killing spree was because that his brother had been killed and there wasn't justice and he was upset with this, the government and the social services. And I'd be upset if I was Terence. Like, now you're a serial killer. You've just suffered trauma and now this lady's painting you out to be some sort of psycho. 
That is insane. I'm I mean, sure. in the in the in the it's the same thing with the murder on the Orient Express because she used the Lindenberg yeah. case for that. Yeah. She never uses people's names. Yeah, and, and she loosely bases, so she'll change things about yeah. the case. But it was inspired by this because it really did create an uproar. Yeah. Especially to make headlines when a war is going on, you've got to yes. do something terribly <laughs> wrong yes. in this world. For real. <laughs> Hitler was like, focus on me! <laughs> There's Mr. Reginald <laughs> beating his foster Yo, uh, I don't like it at all. It's a very sad case. It is. Cases with children and bombing cases make me sad. Yeah. I think the cases that have upset me the most have been those with kids well i mean when we did the oklahoma city bombing the like when they killed all the kids in the nursery yeah broke my heart i think the guy that um it wasn't the lindenberg baby it was the missing child what happened madeline mccann yes the one that took her and then like he was making all those tapes yeah well i mean that that one is still is still technically unsolved i mean you guys can go listen to the show yeah but we have a pretty well we have a theory on there for who we think it was and yeah we actually need to review our top 10 list from the last from one of the shows that we're going to do in the future i'm pretty sure in our top 10s your shows that you pick won't be there you know what you can just stop talking (laughs) maybe one or two so i think i've this is a, a sneak peek for what's coming up. We're just letting you know our 100th episode is coming up. Yes. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. And we will be giving you our top 10 favorite shows that we've ever done. And all her top 10 are shows picked by me. Sorry, you're talking nonsense. No, okay. We'll see on the day. Okay. We'll see how right you are. Yeah. You're probably very wrong. I'm not. Because I already know some of the topics I'm picking I've chose. So <laughs> I've already started Let's making my list. say one or two. I'd have to go look at my list. I don't exactly. have it on me. No, you're talking nonsense. <laughs> I'm trying to think what you would have picked. From you. Nothing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Ha, you're lying. Okay, maybe one. I can remember. I, I can think of one that I would. You know what? Nolene, you just like to fight me. <laughs> for absolutely. No. You know what? Nolene just like to fight anybody for no unnecessary Excuse reason. me. Sorry. This show is an unnecessary reason. <laughs> we said now. We're going home crying. <laughs> like That's not my fault. Yes, it is. Tough enough. You had then. the choice to do a conspiracy theory. No, I had. I, I watched the movie. Guys, go watch Yeah, You're on. So brilliant. Watch the movie. Then I was like, ooh, mousetrap. And then I remember from listening to the movie show, they say, based on real case. And I'm like, hmm, let me go and find out. And then I had to do it because my interest was intrigued and I wasn't changing my mind. I don't like you. I don't like her interests. I don't <laughs> like her topics. I don't like your research but on this I show. Found out, I found out something about Agatha Christie. So Agatha Christie used to name her books after nursery rhymes. Like lines from nursery rhymes. Yeah. Because she wanted to show, take, she wanted to take something so innocent and make it so tragic with murder and dogs. She was juxtaposition. If you listen to the show we did on her disappearance, she Uh, was insane. That's why they named the movie See How They Run from, you know, Three Blind Eyes. Yeah, because it's a line from a nursery rhyme. What other one does she have? I actually have to look. I don't know all her book titles. Yeah. 
I know, and then there were none as a poem, an actual poem, a line from a poem. That's crazy. I don't like her. <laughs> oh, guys, her books are immaculate. I will give you a review of her play when I'm back from London. No, she won't. I You're will. not talking about this I will. again. I'll tell you. She wants to tell us a lot. She also wants to tell us about that guy that killed and, prostitutes. And I'll, 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 Jack the Ripper. I'm going to have my dad booked a tour. We go to the actual murder sites. I'm so excited. She's like Agatha Christie. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to God, say Jack at this point. Jack the Ripper owns a very tiny piece of my heart. And you need to understand my heart. not Tiny. Maybe a little bit more. I'm obsessed with that case. I don't know what else to say. Sorry. <laughs> you come here with your funny conspiracies. No, I don't. You're going to... Okay, I'm going to leave the queen alone just for this show. Thank you. my Guys, I started watching The Crown on Netflix and it's like my new obsession. <laughs> She's obsessed with the wrong things. It's a problem. <laughs> Says you. We're going to do another Princess Diana case coming no. up soon. I saw something interesting. What? No, I'm going to win. Uh, I, tell me my now. topic, no. No. You're going to find out. No, tell me now. We're going to do another show on Princess Diana because this needs to be for the She field. forgets that I typed the scripts up. So if she sends me that topic, I'll just choose something else. No, you can't. So she gets you. Yeah. We're going to do another sad case like this, then people will stop listening to our show. Ah, don't say that. Yeah, because of you. We have to invoke sympathy from our audience. I'm so sorry that you guys have to go home crying. We're also going to go home crying. Unless you are at home. Then you're just at home crying. I'm yeah. so sorry. But yeah, that is the tragic murder of Dennis O'Neill. Which then inspired the mousetrap, which then inspired... See how they run and many other adaptations. So, tisk tisk tisk. You'd like the movie. It's actually really good. I'm not watching it. It's like the Princess Diana movie. I couldn't finish that. It was so sad. And we did a show on her and I watched it. What the Princess Diana movie? Spencer. Oh, sorry. Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> oh. Not Princess Diana. Oh. Close enough. They're both blonde. Did you even. How far did you get in that movie? Not very far. <laughs> Didn't you watch it at my house? I, I, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out. Did you watch like 10 minutes? Yeah, I was like, nah, I don't think this is for me. I'm not trying to get sad. Then I watched the Dharma thing, which was weird. Then I couldn't finish that as well. Oh. Yeah, no. Marlene just, yeah. You couldn't finish it too. I never was talking about the Jeffrey Dharma one. That yeah, one no. About. Did that you one. finish the Marilyn Monroe one? I haven't one. watched it yet. Okay, but that is all for this week. We will see you next time. But from now until next time, no mourners, no funeral. Stay updated and stay entertained. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like posts, comment, comment, share them out, retweet and repost. Spread the word. Spread the word. Active FM. Radio. 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 Has never been better. Better. better.